Welcome to Life Activated. I'm Mari Roberts, corporate gal gone rad energy healer and psychic guide. The intention of this podcast is to be a supportive space that empowers you to live your passions now, encouraging you to be uniquely you and to trust your intuition. On this podcast, you're going to hear from guests who are just like you. The difference is they figured out how to bring their passions into their life. To find out more, please visit me at marirobertslife.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Life Activated Podcast. We have a special guest today, someone who is a, I consider a dear friend, who we met on Instagram. So if you don't think you can meet friends on Instagram, you're wrong. You can. And Natalie and I have been friends for what feels like forever, but I think it's been at least four or five years. years. Yeah. Oh my God. Crazy. Anyway, we met on Instagram and we've been friends forever. And we had, which you're going to hear about in a minute when I have Natalie introduce herself when we start talking, but we bonded over small town living. <laughs> so with that, I'm going to introduce you to Natalie B. Natalie, I'm going to have you introduce yourself to the community. Remember, this is a mixture of people who are corporate and non-corporate, so share all your deets. <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, thank you. And I do think that it's, I mean, we are a great example of two people that can be friends from Instagram. And yeah, I mean, I just feel so close to you. And I think that's a really special, something that platform offers that's really actually very special when we're often looking at what it doesn't offer so much of the time. Yes. So my name is Natalie Bowen Brookshire. And so my who I am. I am a floral designer and have been a floral designer for many years. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but my career has taken a few iterations, but it's always been centered around flowers and beauty and creating beauty and sharing that with other people. For my entire adult life, I started my business when I graduated from college. So it's really all I've ever known. And I'm a Virgo, although I don't seem like a Virgo. I was a little late for this call and didn't have the right equipment set up. So that was a very un-Virgo moment, but I'm a Virgo and my rising sign is a Sagittarius, which I think is part of the fun part of me. My moon is in Taurus. And I know you're a Taurus. Yes. I think and that's what we connect. So we well. do. We do. And you're right. And your moon is in Capricorn and that Virgo Capricorn Taurus has that unity. Yeah. yeah. So, mm -hmm. and my Mercury is ruled by Virgo. So I actually do have quite a bit of Virgo in me and a lot of Earth in me. And I am human design. I am a manifesting generator and I'm a 6'2". And the area I'm most excited about is the Enneagram. And I'm a mm. social two and I'm a two with a three wing. Mm. And I've recently moved and I almost feel like I'm looking like a three more than a two. So I'm really deep in that three wing, but I know that I've got that I know that I'm a two, even though I've questioned it recently. So interesting. Also, I don't know that I knew that you were also a six two. I had, yeah, and you are as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I know we have. So we have some overlaps there. Whenever I find out overlaps such as that, I'm like, oh, it makes sense why we just can get each other quickly. 
Yes, I think so too. And where we're probably at similar and or like different points in the journey or the path, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm a little bit older than you. Not really. But cool, but still. But I think where for some of that pieces of the unfolding, like if you think about the six two coming mm-hmm. off the roof, where some of that might be taking place for you. Mm-hmm. And then also the manifesting generator part. I'm a generator, but I think it's going to be really interesting to hear about it as we sort of talk about just mm-hmm. life now and what's happening. So that's really cool. And I just want to iterate, if you don't know your human design or you don't know your Enneagram or your astrology, it's okay. But one, it's kind of fun, but it's just another tool to better understand Mm -hmm. yourself. And what I like about it is usually you're going to find that one thing that helps you have the aha and helps you to feel more seen and understood. At least that's Mm -hmm. what I found for myself. Absolutely. I think that any tool, I love tools such as this. I just, I click with it. I understand. I believe, I just, any tool that's there to give me more information about myself and then my relationships with others, I love and I'm drawn to. And it, I'm always wanting to know the why, the why that this relationship has this hiccup this way, or I'm triggered that way, or it flows over here, or another person's point of view. How did they even think that way? It's so foreign to me and understanding like these tools, they really can guide me through that process. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And the other thing that's really, I love and appreciate you for is you were the first person to introduce me to a human design practitioner. Mm -hmm. My first ever human design reading was from this guy named Billy in Ibiza. And he is not on, he's not on social media. Yeah. Doesn't even have an, he doesn't even have a website. You have to know how to find him. Yeah. And what I truly appreciated about his reading was he is very foundational. And I honestly don't even know if he's still around, but what I felt from that was it, yes, there was a lot of information and it was a bit overwhelming. It gave me a nice foundational sort of mm-hmm. grasp of myself. Yes. Yeah. It. I mean, I was so glad I got that reading because I found human design. It was hard for me to figure out by just reading about it or looking or, you know, just trying to teach myself. It was not possible. And I needed somebody to give me a little bit more of the understanding of the format. So he really helped with that, I think. And then you can just really run from there. Yeah. Billy White. Yeah. And somebody, that was actually an Instagram. Somebody I knew on Instagram messaged me and I could tell that her recommendation was going to be good. That was like a go with your gut sort of moment. Because I'm like, this woman, Lauren, I know in Portland told me to call this guy Billy White, (laughs) you know, on the other side of the world. Yeah. And, you know, he's actually a really great story. This is very not even... It's a sort of side note, but you want to talk about following your passions. He was in tech for Mm -hmm. decades. And he was, when I spoke to him, he was like in his 60 plus years. And he was like, I'm done. I'm moving to Ibiza. I'm going to live my passions doing human design readings. And oh, by the way, I'm not going to have a website. People are just going to find me and I'm going to live life to the fullest. So (laughs) 
you know. And I think he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he really was. He really yeah. was. So before we dive into all of the questions I have for you, I wanted to share the Oracle card message with you. So oh, I yes. pulled a card. I'm sticking with the same card deck that I've been sticking with. Everyone hears this every single time, but it's the Asia to Shore Guided by Spirit Oracle deck. Okay. I picked the card before our session and then I will, you know, connect okay. and share it with you. But I'm gonna just gonna show you it's roots. Ooh. It's really Ooh. Cool. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That deck is really beautiful. It's her husband is like a artist. Beautiful. And so they work together for this. She just recently, if you're listening to this, this is what are we in December? So she just recently announced another running of her card deck. So if you're mm-hmm. interested, you need to go check and see, but she's pretty, she does limited runs basically. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's just see what this is all about. Hold on here. I just heard roots are the foundation of everything. How do I say this? They're needed to, mm, they stabilize you. Mm-hmm. They allow you to they allow you to grow to fly to or to be Mm -hmm. so the question i heard is where are you disconnected from your roots how can you reconnect to your roots and to what is true for you Remembering that even when you're connected to your roots, it doesn't mean that it has to be, I heard, old school. It just means that you're connected. Mm-hmm. So it's not going backward in time. You can still go forward, but lean into the connection. Lean into mm. the knowledge, into the history, into the wealth of information use that as your inspiration for what's coming next does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah i think it does yeah yeah definitely i mean i think as you know i recently moved back to chico that's where our hometown connection is because yeah. you're from reading which is yeah. for people who don't know an hour north of about an hour north of Hour, hour and 15, the hour and who's driving. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say it's an hour. I mean, and yes, in Northern California. And I grew up in Chico. You grew up in Redding. So we have that base. That was something I loved when I found out you were from Redding. I'm like, you're from Redding? Like, it just blew my <laughs> mind. And like, it both was just, I still can't wrap my mind around it. And also, I don't know. I was like, well, that gives me, I don't know, comfort. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why. Like that idea connection. of like a, a exit connection. Yeah. And like expanders, I guess. Like, oh, yeah. you. Anyway, so I recently moved back to my hometown after living in San Francisco for 24 years. And I moved there when I was right out of high school. And so that's been my home my entire adult life. So the move back here has been a hard adjustment for me. And Around the same time, I had this business, which really was my identity. I mean, I could notice how much my identity and sometimes my ego was 
was wrapped up in that business. And so we moved, we bought the house in 2020 during COVID and I stopped taking on clients maybe a year before COVID because I had a small child, I had two small children and sort of suddenly, and then with COVID, there weren't events happening. So I took a break. And so when we moved to Chico, it's like, there's no looking back. It just yeah. all of a sudden, my my home was my identity. Living in San Francisco was my identity. My business, way I was recognized, the people I was with. And then so I didn't have any of that. And so this feeling of the roots, really, it, that that resonates for me. Because like you said, there's no looking back. But I also, like, how can I reconnect to who yeah. I am? And like that, I used to look around me to reflect back who I am. And now I don't have that to to do with. I have to just sit with myself yeah. and now move from that place. So the roots are important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I would even invite you to look at not only the roots of San Francisco, but what about the roots of Chico? Well, yeah, right. I know. That's a deep one. I know. It is. I mean, I think part of my reasoning for being here, okay, so part of it was be close to family. We we had to leave our home in San Francisco. We wanted to move to Marin and that didn't work out. So it was 2020 and we're like, oh, we're looking at life in a whole new way and more in like what could be rather than in a limited idea structure. So we bought a house here. It's close to my mom. And that's all wonderful. But there also was my entire childhood that was, well, it was, I had great parts of my childhood. I did not have a good relationship with my father. He wasn't around. He was absent. So that the town represents a lot of my childhood that was hard and stressful and anxiety ridden. And so I'm back here and I'm having that come up. And who I was then in this town is not who I have been since I've left. And since I've stepped back in, I feel sort of like that uncomfortable teenager that didn't feel like they belong. Mm. So there is a lot of processing here, I think, to do that I didn't even know. I didn't have to do when I wasn't here. Right, right. It's like, how do you actually heal from that so Mm -hmm. that you can create something new? Create something new. Exactly. And I think that is this time is this like quiet. I'm with myself more than ever. The healing. There's a lot of healing to do so that I can create something new. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't any going back for a long time, even working in events. I knew I didn't. I was ready for something new. I knew I was that that idea of pivot. Now it's such an overused word, but I liked the word before and, you know, wanted to pivot. And then it's the perfect time to do so when you reimagine your life with children and how you want your family to look like and how you want your time with your family to look like. And it's a great time to do that. But then it's really scary because yeah, yeah it's it's what I once had, so to speak, has is no longer there. Although it is, it's not. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And what I love about what you're saying is there's so many, I feel like there's so many layers to this. The one thing that you're saying is not only the pivot piece, but what hasn't changed is your passion for flowers. Yeah. Yeah, That's definitely. Been with you your whole life. My whole life. Yeah. And if I remember, you know, because I have had many of Instagram conversations <laughs> with you, messages, text messages with you outside of Instagram about roses. Mm-hmm. For my yes, backyard, yes, yes. Your mom is a big gardener 
it's been something that's been in your family for a long time. If I remember, yes. didn't your grandmother have a floral Yes, shop? yes. Right? So it's definitely something in our, it's part of our family lineage and so it's like it's in our soul and I, it's been passed down. And I, I almost wonder from how many, gen, for how many generations. So my grandmother was, my mother was a garden designer in Chico, her like that was her entire career. And she, so she did a design and maintenance. And my aunt was a school teacher in Berkeley, but then retired early. And then she did that in Berkeley. So even my aunt did this. And then my grandmother had a flower shop on Knob Hill. She had the first flower shop at the Fairmont, then left and opened up her own flower shop in another neighborhood of San Francisco, but then left to become a school teacher because flowers, it was a hard, I mean, it's always hard, but it was hard to, you know, make a living in the 40s doing flowers. Yeah. And then I know that she, so she was born in California and really proud to be born in California in 1910. And I know she had a little garden. She lived in central California. She had a little garden. And I think she did that with her father. So I'm sure it goes back to at least my great grandfather, just a real love of nature and flowers. I mean, so many people, they speak to so many people. They really do. There's a magic with them. And that magic is you know, you just, it's like, it keeps you, no matter how impractical it can be to go into a career of flowers. It's like, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. But I feel like there's so many, you know, again, kind of, there's so many layers. You have the roots of San Francisco, you have mm -hmm. the roots of Chico, you have the roots of the true lineage of flowers, which is your passion. And then you layer in this other element of like life and pivoting. Mm -hmm. There was a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. It probably a lot happening when I want to be grounded. Like I keep thinking, are we going to live in this house forever? Are we going to live in Chico forever? And I like this, I, you know, you're built, I have my children are f now four and a half and six and you, I want that grounded. That's where the roots comes in or the earth and my, all my signs. It's like, I want that feeling of being rooted. And at the same time, I'm always looking for something new and exciting and risk-taking. This year, I've finally realized that I have ADHD, which was so obvious, but I finally, like, well, I was doing some reading and learning for my children and then thought, oh, I wonder if I have ADHD and realized I absolutely do. I've never aced a test like I did when I did that. And something that was coming up is they asked me, do you, are you impulsive? And I'm like, well, no. I mean, once in a while, I'll say, let's just go get French fries on the way home from school. And I was like, but I guess we did just like buy a house in a new town and we've decided to go through with like a sudden adoption. And there's been like a few times in our life where we've had these big leaps. And the doctor was like, yeah, I think that's called impulsive. So like, I guess there's this dichotomy where I like to feel grounded and I often like to go into flight of excitement. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm doing less of the risk taking because I don't feel as grounded right now. Yeah, that makes sense. And what do you do to get yourself to a place of feeling grounded again? Well, I think I've been almost spinning in circles, but mm. also knowing that there's an inner trust that the time, I keep having this vision. If I were to step back and look at my life, this isn't a long time. And this mm. is actually a gift that I'm able to be in this time right now. And it will all come together. So I have to know that. But it's very hard because I get very, I'm like, I like urgency and I'm impatient. But I keep going into that practice of knowing that and coming back to the root of like the grass isn't always greener. So 
for me, I we struggled to have children. We went through like years of infertility and then a long adoption process. And there was just this like need for me to have time with my children. And I know that if I was rushing around and I prioritized that fulfilling my ego with work, and I had the privilege of not needing to continue my business, I would regret that. Mm -hmm. So I go back and just remind myself that I'm where I wouldn't want to have it any other way, even though I often want it some other way, like Mm -hmm. all day long. Yeah. Yeah. But I also want more than I can handle on my plate in one moment, Mm -hmm. generally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't that a funny thing that happens to us? And it actually takes that moment of reflection to almost zoom out of ourselves to see ourselves in a different light, I almost feel like it's like we literally have to step out of our bodies and see ourselves as different people to witness that moment. To witness that moment. Mm -hmm. And then when I do that, I can get a little distracted by how fast life goes. Mm -hmm. And then, but then I can cycle, okay, Natalie, take it slower. You're going into a fear place. Like your life isn't, it, it goes fast, but don't worry. And that's what you're you're here now you know in this present moment in the present right now Mm -hmm. yeah to make it smaller i think to bring it into that smaller moment and enjoy what's around me because Mm -hmm. again like i'm looking outward i'd say that's where i has been in the last chapter of my life the last maybe three or to five years yeah yeah and the present moment is really truly where we want to live in the first place yes Absolutely. Think about how much we miss by being, you know, in the past. Yep. And how much we miss by wishing for what's in the future when everything that we are really desiring is actually in the present if we could just be in the present. Yes. Yes. Exactly. There's there's like a meme that goes around sometimes that says, take a look at what you have now that you were wishing for a year ago or, mm-hmm. you know, that what you have that you've been wanting. I live more in the future and I've mm-hmm. had those busy times in my life when I'm doing so many fun things and so many great things. And it's almost, it's not a burden, but it's just, I'm just doing them. I'm not really like sinking into it. So mm-hmm. I think I've become a bit better about that. The- time that it really sunk in for me was when I got married. Mm -hmm. One of my friends, I don't remember who it was. I think it was actually my friend, Erica. She was like, Mari, you know, when you get married, things are going to happen really fast that day. You're going to need to take moments and pause Mm -hmm. and look around and take it in because you're going to not remember everything that happened that day. Mm -hmm. And I did that and I still got the wedding photos back. I was like, People were on the dance floor dancing. And yeah. I was walking around, talking to people, having a good time, you know? Yeah. And um, I've given that same, you know, guidance to other people because I remember how valuable it was for me on my wedding day. But taking that and like e- extracting that into day-to-day life and remembering like, could we just do that in regular everyday life? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that, th- yeah, sometimes I look around and I think, you are hopefully going to have this memory and you're in the moment of the future memory Yeah, right now. That can get a little like pretty trippy. And also yeah. I'm then living in the future, recognizing, but recognizing that 
this moment will become a moment you can bring into the future. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, a wedding or a moment like on a beautiful beach in Hawaii on a trip. And maybe you just remember the one moment, even though you were there for a week. Week, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am interrupting just for a moment to share with you the free resource that I have for you this season. If you are new to the Life Activated podcast, then I want you to know that every season I have an intention of sharing with you a free resource that is to support you in deepening with the theme of every season. So season one was all about reflection and there is a free meditation available to you to download. You can find that out in the show notes in season one. You can also find that on Mario Roberts Life under the podcast section. You'll be able to find that and download that. Feel free. This season, the free resource is an energy healing session. And the energy healing session came about because of you. I went on Instagram, I asked, you voted, and you said you wanted an energy healing session. So this season, as you know, is all about alignment. So the theme around the energy healing is just that, just about alignment. And it is a short and sweet session, but it is definitely powerful. I'll invite you to ensure that you're in a place where you're comfortable and cozy. Don't be driving trying to listen to this. <laughs> be comfortable, be cozy. If you can, lie down, be seated somewhere. Make sure you have some water or tea. Grab a pen and a notebook so that you can take notes after the session for any downloads, messages, just anything that may have come up for you that you want to take note on or journal about or even draw if you are an artist or a doodle type of person. And I do hope that this energy healing session supports you, gives you clarity and insight, helps you to release what is not serving you in this moment, whatever it is that you are listening to it. Know that you can come back to it at any point whenever you need it. Let me know what you think, how it supports you. I always want to hear from you. Know that it is giving you what it is that you are seeking and needing. And if you feel like it was everything you needed and more, great. If you feel like you would love to go deeper. This is just a great taste of what it's like to work with me. And you want to see what it's like to work further in partnership, reach out. We can talk about what that could look like for you. I'd love to support you. All right. Go to the show notes, download the energy healing. Let me know how it goes. Enjoy the rest of this podcast. Talk to you soon. I would love to talk about, you know, I think, well, there's so much. I feel like I say this every time. Well, there's so much because there is so much. 
being out of alignment or being in alignment, especially with, you know, the last even year or two years, how for you do you know or feel even when you are in alignment or out of alignment? Like, what does that feel like for you? Well, I think when I'm out of alignment, I'm, I have just a feeling of anxiousness which is something that's really familiar to me. Like when I was a child, I would call it the wiggles and I want to get the wiggles away. So I can feel it in my chest. I'm quick to respond. I'm moving quickly and I'm reacting. I'm maybe a little like edgy or frustrated and I can feel that I'm out of alignment. So earlier today, I mean, I've meditated for many years, but I probably do have for the last, since my kids have been waking up early, even when my my daughter was a baby. I would get up, set my alarm, get up early and meditate before she's awake. And now I don't take the time. I don't make mm. the time. And mm. I would more than ever like to, so they could even see me doing that. But then I get frustrated because they interrupt me, but it doesn't matter because it's all, it would all be a good thing. But like taking that time to pause is so hard for me and so important. So this morning I was doing some thinking about the last year, thinking about the new year, recommitting to doing some journaling. And I just felt better all afternoon. So like Mm -hmm. that alignment, and it was such a reminder, like, oh, I'm just in myself more. So to be more aligned. And then I think that when I feel that, I just move towards it. So whether it's, okay, reminder, that was good. You journaled, you meditated, you took that time, even though it was hard to sit, you did it. And then even with my career, it's like, okay, so I have a, a new vision. Go after that vision. Don't just mm-hmm. let it sit. Like move towards more of the thing that makes you feel centered and whole and vibrant and like excited, but not out of your body excited. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I loved how you touched on it, not just in relation to, you know, the the meditation for being in your body, which is obviously very important, but even to your career piece, mm-hmm. because that is a piece that gets missed. You know, we we forget to connect to our passions, to the career aspect of our life mm-hmm. or whatever it is, right? And doing it, even when it's like, okay, just do it. I'm going to move forward. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm trying to do a little bit of that, like send the email that you've been sluggish about doing or commit to some I can because I'm a Virgo I love to like make a to-do list and cross things off but then sometimes it's like I'm really good at the to-do list and then my really crossing off the things that need to be done most importantly and that generating that momentum because it's like I have the the career is important to me my life is important it's all really important like I want it not here to live an easy life, but I'm here to live like a great life. And so I have to stay committed to that because there's hard things come up, but I, I want to work through them and grow and learn what there is to learn and then keep going. That was really beautifully said. And I hope that when you are listening to this listener, that you rewind and listen to that one more time. And maybe two more times because I think Natalie said it so beautifully. And this will probably be a clip for for the podcast, for sure. Because I felt like that was a mic drop moment. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's like truly where I've been thinking. I've had this quieter time to think about my life. And what is the purpose? Like, 
there's a reason why I'm not living in San Francisco and do and having my floral career. There's a reason. And I've been following like the calling to work through and meet challenges and also at the same time not get stuck there. So Mm -hmm. that is it's really hard and can be really messy. And but it also I know truly that's what my soul is here to do. Like it's here to level up whether I want to or not. Mm -hmm. Well, it's giving me the opportunity to. Sometimes I'm like, I'm just not passing that test today. (laughs) High five, high five. Yeah, yeah. We have the opportunity and we can choose to or not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. My other question for you that is around being a mom, being a wife and leading by example. And Mm. we've spoken about this before, you know, I don't have kids, but, you know, doing things, leading by example, when other people may not necessarily always understand what we're doing, but still doing it. How have you, how do you lean into that? Well, interesting. I don't think I lead by as much example as I'd like to. And that makes me sad because I think I'm often responding to well, okay, with my children, I'm going to separate being a wife and being a mother. So the mother part, I'm a different mother than I thought I would be. I guess that's really obvious or typical. Other people feel that. I did not expect that. I feel like I'm often responding to my children. There's a lot of energy. They're very spirited children. They're close in age. It's just, I had a different vision. But actually, the vision I had isn't really me. It's like a woman sitting around like, sewing and like making felted little things. I don't sit down, first of all. I don't make anything. I love those things. I like to be around them, but I'm never making anything felted ever. No, I'll buy something felted, but I'm not making like, so I've just come to realize that my vision of me as a mother was actually, or even that same vision of me as a mother is my vision of me as my wise woman. And the other day, I'm like, maybe my wise woman self isn't actually me. It's like a calming. I've been told my whole life to like slow down. I go too fast. I move too fast. I do things like I'll trip, I'll like chip a tooth. I'll do these things. It's like, oh, it's the universe telling you to slow down. At the end of the day, like part of what makes me me is that I'm not slowing down. I'm like buzzy and excited and chip my tooth on my coffee you know? yeah. or you know i'm too busy to put gas in my car another not very virgo moment but like that's just who i am so i think as a mom how do i lead as example now that i've told you what i don't do i think i really see my kids for who they are i think i absolutely see them for who they are i don't see them as like i'm not afraid to see all the sides of them and i'm not trying to type them and I'm not trying to, I'm not afraid to see where their potential struggles could be. And that's really, I think, allowed me to look at how I can support them in a certain way. And I think I heard this when, so our children are both adopted and they're biologically related and they're two of six children. One of those other children was adopted by a woman who said, when you this isn't for everybody, but one of the gifts of adopting is that you see your own, your children as a bit more independent from you. You don't just see, oh, they do that because I do. Oh, they do that. That's me and them. You're not always just looking at them to be a reflection of like who you are or mm-hmm. wanted to be as a child. And I think that that I really love that about 
my parenting style is I'm really look at their individual needs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You are so. able to not project as much, basically. Yeah, definitely don't project mm-hmm. as much mm-hmm. as I yeah. could. Yeah, right. But they do love flowers. So there you go. Especially my son. And for my marriage, I think, you know, we really work at our marriage. And I think that that's a way of leading by example. Like we're not, we go to therapy, we, we work on our marriage and we don't brush things under the rug. And that can work for a lot of people, but it wouldn't work for me. So therefore I can't work for my husband. And I think that that's a way of leading by example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And also, you know, just things that, you know, we have spoken about is just like, you know, sometimes we're going to be doing things that they don't always understand, but we're still going to do it. Yeah. And that's you know? hard for me because I want to be a people pleaser and yeah. I want to be, I look for others to reflect approval so that I feel like, okay, that loop has been closed. Like I did this. They think it's right that I did this. Therefore, now I can think that it's right. And so now, I'm not doing that because sometimes my husband doesn't get it or doesn't, it doesn't really work in his favor, but I'm going to do it anyway because I have to do it for my own. Again, going back to the growth, like this is necessary for my life's growth. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hard and not, not an easy thing and can be very uncomfortable. I think it's one, for me, it's the most uncomfortable thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The most uncomfortable thing. Yeah. Anybody who ever said being married is like easy is lying. I'll never forget. Same my same friend Erica, very wise, who once said I had a a friend who was going through some boy troubles years and years and years ago, and she was like, "Mari, anyone who ever says that their relationship or their marriage is amazing is lying." No one has an amazing marriage or an amazing relationship. You have amazing trips, Mm -hmm. you have amazing food, but relationships, marriages are not amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, she's like, they are hard. They take work. (laughs) They are compromised. Nothing is amazing. If they tell you it's amazing, they're lying. Something's wrong. (laughs) Yeah. And I do think sometimes people might lie to themselves so they can have that idea of what they thought or they're not going to look at it. They just accept it's that like, I guess, bypassing such an overused word. But I just I see the bypassing can really happen in a relationship because you go along to get along. And Mm -hmm. I just the number one person I spend my time with. I can't do that with them. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. So just put that out there. I think it's good. And it's good for people to hear that, too, because it's like normalizing the truth of the that it's hard. It's easy it's not easy it is far from easy there's some days that you know you're you wonder like what am i doing (laughs) why am i not single yeah and you're single and it's always that way i remember being single and my married friends are like mari enjoy being single you know and it's always the reverse of you know the grass is greener yes it's true that is true that is true but it takes work. It takes compromise. It takes a lot of effort. And even in that, it still doesn't always mean that it, it's going to work out the way you think it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. And you still have to stand in your truth and lead 
by example, by being, you know, honest and truthful in your way. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. That's the ultimate leading by example is being able to listen to another person, truly hear them, reflect in yourself and think what part of that is true. What can I really take in? And then still standing in whatever your truth is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not easy. Not easy. No. How do you stay in trust? And I asked this because you and I were just talking about this mm-hmm. and I was sharing earlier, you know, that it's been a real big struggle in my world with the business. One of the things with this podcast is I'm trying to be is really open and honest, you know, but it's one of those struggles of being in faith and in trust on a regular basis when things are not moving as fast as, you know, mm-hmm. to. how do you stay in trust and in faith? Well, I think, again, I think that's like that gut really listening to yourself in the way that you know that you like more in your heart in your gut and less in my head because if I get into my head it'll tell a story and I know that one way that I can really hear my intuition is if I'm quiet and I do have a very not quiet life and I'll get in the car and I'll call a friend or I'll listen to a podcast there's always some input and so if I have more quiet moments I can hear myself and it can happen pretty quickly So, but that's hard. I resist it, but I resist it because the information's there and the information Mm -hmm. might not even be what I want. I think that also the trust is, someone told me once, the concept of divine right timing. Mm -hmm. If I go to that, then I know that it, like divine right timing is everything. And I think that that almost is where the prayer is around the thing that you want to happen. And then checking yourself. Am I moving towards the thing I want? Am I doing like, am I, what am I really doing with my time or my intention? Am I really working towards the thing that I want? And maybe we are, but then that would then loop back to the divine right timing yeah, aspect yeah. of it all. I love that. I love that. And what I was sharing with that is sort of adding to this because I do believe in the divine right timing. I do believe that I'm the worst at like sayings, but what is meant for you won't like won't pass you by yeah like something like that that. there's there's something like that it's like you know what's meant for you won't won't pass you but then sometimes i think like this is where i might also look at the like astrology of it because say you're doing something that you see someone else doing and why are they or even they're not doing it they're just some people you look at them you're like their life i know it looks so perfect but they do have a gifted life like they've got it all just kind of came together for them that is true also Even though we don't know the full story, it's like some people have, that's where karma comes in. Okay. So there's some lessons for me to learn here. Darn it. There's a lot. There's, there's so many layers, right? And yes, looking at your astrology and getting like a, like a true deep evolutionary astrology reading or something is really, would be really good because they can really dive deep into sort of like all the elements of your astrology. But sort of to your point around that divine right timing, and I think even Oprah, I remember, I'll never forget, like, gosh, Oprah's always talking about that story when she got that color purple. Okay. She like was running around on the track praying for something. And then, you know, she got the call about it and it was like, yes, she was praying for it, but it was also being ready and also having that trust in 
And yep. at the same time, you know, so it's like you got to also be ready and have trust. And that's almost where are the blocks? So what? where is the block? Why isn't this happening for me now? We say we're ready, but are we really ready? Like a mm-hmm. friend might say, oh, I want to meet someone. And I'm like, but you're not actually Again, if you can step back and look, are you really ready to meet someone? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we all, it's like, that's the urgency. I want to have it all right now and Mm -hmm. like 10 seconds and then dessert and then do it again tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And the other piece to that I was sharing with the affirmative prayer that I had gotten for a client. So I have my one-on-one clients that are long-term, I always give them a gift of a practitioner. And so I got a particular practitioner who I love, who I've worked with before, and she does affirmative prayer. And one of the elements of a per- affirmative prayer is around the concept of, you know, faith and surrender and mm-hmm. what is absolute and knowing what is absolute. And knowing what is absolute is, you know, the tides will always mm-hmm. rise. You know, the sun will always set. In the winter, you know, before the winter solstice, every day will be a little bit darker, a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. you know? And like, you have absolute belief and faith in that. It's an absolute truth. Mm-hmm. And so how do you connect even more deeply with that truth in whatever it is that's happening in your life and connecting to that level of trust? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I don't know. I like I like believing in others. Like I'm a natural cheerleader. I love to believe in others. And so even with you and your career, I'm like you. Like I just like love you. If you ever showed your own doubt, not that you're doubt because you're full of confidence, but you know that doubt. It's like oh yeah, I love that cheerleading for others because I really do believe in others and like that sunny side of everything. And that's. I think that like that goes to somewhere in my, as a florist, I don't think I did the best flowers, but I think I was a good mentor to Mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. But that is also, I have that, I do have that belief in myself. Like I do really actually have a strong sense of self-confidence and then there's doubt at the same time. Yeah. And so it's like that absolute, that absolute knowing, do I absolutely have that like belief in myself? Like what is that inner voice really saying? And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, it's actually not, as confident as I thought it was. Mm. Mm. And but what is that confident, what is that lack of confidence saying? Mm. I don't like it. But then then I learn like, okay, so now move from there. Yeah. Also side note, you're a very talented florist. Well, thanks. Thanks. I mean, I, I like flowers. I do pretty flowers, but I look at some people who are like these artists. I'm not an artist. I'm a designer. That's sweet. I just, I can see. I don't know. Thanks. I'm going to tell you, receive that. You are an artist. You are a designer. You are an artist. Receive it. Okay. Thanks. You are very talented. Receive. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Love you. Sometimes we have a hard time receiving. It's okay. It happens to all of us. Before I let you go, I would love to know, how do you celebrate yourself? Oh, how do I celebrate myself? Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I know how to answer that. I know I do. How do I celebrate myself? 
Well, I think I like to embody a beautiful life and that I have a lot of messy moments inside my heart and my brain and my, like my feelings. And in real life, there's a, it's not always beautiful. You know, we all, it's not always great, but the environments that I'm in are often very beautiful. And I think that's a way of celebrating one of the ways I truly feel the world. So whether that means like just taking the pretty drive somewhere, taking extra time to go on the pretty drive, you know, decorating my home in a way that makes me be happy, always having flowers in my home, never even thinking about that. I mean, always by yourself, the flowers. I always have flowers in my home. I think that's a way I celebrate myself. I love it. Yeah. Like truly being dedicated to living a life full of beauty. Mm -hmm. I love that. And not apologize. I mean, it can feel so luxurious, not apologizing for it. I mean, it just is. And I think I'm feeling more confident in that, like what that might mean, what I might choose to spend my money on that someone else thinks is absolutely frivolous. Yeah, I love that. Permission to be luxurious. Permission to be luxurious. That I like. Absolutely. Because that is where I am my like best expression of myself. And I think part of that is having to go back and embody, like being unapologetic about it Mm -hmm. because it could be judged. I love that. Thank you. That's like a really good reminder of whatever it is that you choose as a form of celebration. It requires no explanation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no explanation. Yeah. No explanation. And and then like the more you go there, the more you feel that it's like buoyancy because it fills you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's yeah. like a really good reminder. Really good reminder. Go get yourself a flower crown, Mari. I know I need a new one. <laughs> it's time. I, I, I need a new one. I've, I've been neglected on my flower crown, so I need a new one for sure. Tell everyone how they can find you because I know that after today, people are going to want to know where they can connect with you because I think that I know that your story, your messages today have definitely resonated with a lot of listeners and you have touched a lot of people's hearts and inspired a lot of people to connect to their passions and to be more unapologetic in who they are. <laughs> well, I think the best way to find me right now is on Instagram and Natalie B Designs. And I use, I love Instagram for keeping a journal of my day-to-day life and things that I find that are beautiful. It's mainly flowers and my children and then just what I'm seeing through the world. And I have been doing flowers for events and weddings and photo shoots and lots of big operations. And I'm moving into a new, I'm going to be creating a new platform where I guess I'm excited to be creating a new platform and I'll be offering online classes and some in-person classes and connecting with people just in different modes and encouraging people to bring beauty into their life. So whether it's through flowers or just simple 
ways that anybody can express themselves through natural beauty in their home, in their environment. And the things that I love that are an extension of that. So I will be launching that in the future. And so if you follow along on Instagram or um, get on my mailing list, you can learn more as that evolves. I cannot. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. I will be at something live. Yes. I don't know what. Yes. There's something live. It will have to be. It will have to be. Oh my gosh. Natalie, thank you for being here. It's such an honor to have you. You have no idea what your presence means to me and to this community. I just know that you have really, truly inspired someone today. So thank you. And you know, I've been saying your voice has been made for radio. And this is modern radio. And I just think it's so great that more people can hear you. I mean, it's just, this is such a great platform for your voice, both what you have to say and then your actual voice. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you you. for everything. Love you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye. All right. That does it for this episode of the Life Activated Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Please do subscribe to the show, rank and review the podcast. Five-star reviews go a long way. Let me know that you've done so. Send me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram with a screenshot and I will personally reach out to you to thank you. Send me a message letting me know what you think about the show and definitely check out the show notes for additional resources to support you with this season.